Yeah, I think it's good for the kids too. It builds additional level of responsibility and, um, you know, the, some, sometimes a, a kid misses the heat, the parents get a little upset and, you know, it's a lesson they got to learn. Welcome to Swim.Rocks, the show that shares ideas, information and inspiration between swimming people who stay dry. My name's Lachlan Vane Tempest, and on today's episode, we talk about the issue of self-marshalling. There is a loud discussion at the moment of self-marshalling being implemented in Australia, and both Swimming USA and Swimming New Zealand have used this method for years. So we chatted to representatives from these organisations to get a little insight into how it all works and the potential issues surrounding the self-marshalling system. Today's episode is part one of two, where we fly across the Pacific Ocean to the USA and chat to Jay Thomas, one of the top technical officials in the USA and the Americas region. Enjoy. G'day, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Swim.Rocks. And today we have a very, very special guest joining us. He is one of the most uh, renowned and one of the most... uh, I guess you are the most one, one of the most respected technical officials in the world, I dare say. Jay Thomas from USA, how are you? Very well, thanks for asking, and uh, I'm, I'm honoured by the intro. <laughs> and we also have on the line Mark Heathcote, who is the CEO of Swimming New South Wales. Mark, how are you? Good, thanks, Locke. Great to be here. Awesome. Now, gentlemen, we are gathered today to talk about the issue of self-marshalling. Uh, <laughs> It is an issue at the moment which is starting to cause some talk in swimming um, Australia, and I'm pretty sure that Queensland we're going to trial it very, very soon. Jay, um, before we get into the self-marshalling, just tell us a bit about yourself. What's your position? What's your role? And how many years have you been involved with Swimming um, USA? Well, I, I first remember starting off on the, uh, the, the non-technical official side. I started off as a club uh, president. Uh, and uh, there was a number of years they hadn't run meats, so I got involved with the um, meat management before a product called uh, Meat Manager as a DOS program. Started that way, got a good background on the administrative side, and then uh, just uh, followed my daughter around um, the swimming world. That was started back in the mid-90s, and uh, I've been swimming, or I've been officiating ever since. I currently serve, I have served as the head rules um, person for USA Swimming. I currently serve as the chairman of the Technical Swimming Committee for uh, Union Americana de Natacion Juana, which is the Swimming Federation of the Americas. I saw an article on uh, the World Open Water Swimming Association. Are you or were you a pilot? Yes. You were? <laughs> yeah, I was a pilot for the Navy, United States Navy for... Uh, Exactly eight years, three months, and 25 days. Brilliant. And then I uh, flew as a pilot for American Airlines for about 25 years. And uh, all the focus from landing an airplane went to watching and judging tumble turns and <laughs> breaststroke well, pullouts. Know, and <laughs> all, yeah, all those uh, comments you, you hear about pilots and how much time they have off. I was a long-haul pilot, a lot of very long flights, so I didn't fly a lot of flights, so I had a lot of time in between. Yeah. I did a lot of volunteer work. Oh, awesome. Awesome. And you've also been to the Rio Olympics. Is that correct? Any other Olympics? Uh, no, Rio was my own, uh, my only Olympic games. It was, uh, it was an amazing experience. Oh, awesome. Uh, all right, let's get into it. Gentlemen, um, 
So what is self-marshalling called over there, Jay? I know um, you were saying earlier, a marshal is someone that monitors the warm-up pool. Um, so what's yeah, it called it, over there and, and how is the general out? How does it work over there? Yeah, so I don't know if it even has a name. It's just the way most meets are done until you get to the highest level. Uh, highest level meaning the um, uh, national championships. Um, Olympic trials is a little unusual. But even at those highest level meets, uh, with the exception of our Olympic trials, the preliminaries are... Um, the athletes go straight to the blocks on their own, um, depending on whether it's a televised meet, um, especially in the heats, they just uh, show up in the, in the area or perhaps there's a, there's a holding area. Um, and then uh, as the heat approaches, they just report straight to the blocks. Now at the lower level meets, sometimes they queue up um, three or four heats um, in a row. You see lots of kids with their, um, event heat and lane written on their hands so they know where they're supposed to be. And um, it, it's just the way it's done at most meets, with the exception of probably the youngest novice groups. They have what they call their a bullpen, which is not sure if that's an Australian term, but in American baseball, um, the bullpen is where pitchers warm up. So it's an enclosed area that they sort of, they're monitored. And lots of times they, uh, they, they, they're marshaled there and paraded out all together, holding hands sometimes just to make sure they're all in the right order. But by the time the swimmer gets to be uh, 10 and under 11 and 12 at almost all meets, they go straight to the blocks. Right. The so it's, a, it's around that, that around that. Yeah. That 11, 12 year old. Age younger, group. Typically younger a, right. a 10 and under 10 and under meet um, provided it's not, like a, a first meet, like um, we have special meets for the very, very young just yeah. to get them into the, um, but the kids get themselves to the box quite efficiently. Oh, excellent. Um, now, most times at finals, um, at, even at the local level, if they're trying to dress up the meet, then they'll parade the athletes in. Right. They have a tent where they check them in and they announce the names. Yeah, put a that. show, put a show on. Yeah, but even at our national level meets, um, where we swim three finals, a consolation final, a bonus final, and a championship final, the bonus and consolation finals, they report straight to the blocks. And right. only the championship final will be marshaled in, in a call room. Right. So that would be, for our listeners, that would be equivalent to our A, B, and C finals um, here yeah. in Australia. Um, so when they, for self-marshalling in the, uh, the prelims or the heats, as we call it over here, um, and they rock up behind the block. Uh, is there a check starter that comes down just to make sure they're all in the right lane before the event starts? Typically, um, the timers, the lane timers will check them in. Right. right okay. There. So, you know, they start their watch, the heat, the heat's in the water, the next heat's there. They're looking, you know, Sally Smith, is this you? Yes. You're in the right place or if not, and then they help get her to the right place. Right. Um, so what about if there is uh, like an amalgamation or something like that, where, um, they join heats together. Do the timekeepers get a brand new uh, event program? Well, my experience with that, especially at the lower level meets, is that's sort of done on the fly. Right. Uh, the referee might uh, um, recognize that only one of three assigned swimmers showed up, knowing that the next heat may have six or seven. Yeah. They call that heat forward, and then they'll, they'll, they'll walk down and, and make the change with the timer. 
Right. Okay. Uh, some, some of our meets have what we would call in FINA chief inspector of turns, which might also facilitate that instead of the referee. Right. Okay. Um, one issue that one question rather that we, we, we were talking about um, Ben Rams and myself was what happens if an athlete withdraws? Is there a, an implication or some sort of punishment if they do not show up? Yeah. So most of our meets, uh, in fact, just about every meet um, all the way up to the highest level in the preliminaries or the heats, there's no penalty for, um, for withdrawing or, or being, a, we, we call it a no-show. Yeah. Unless it's specifically identified in the meet announcement for the, uh, the, the meet. So um, finals is treated differently, but uh, for, the, for the heats, it's uh, typically no penalty. Right. Okay. And what is the penalty if you um, don't show up for the final? Depends on um, depends on the meet and what the announcement says, but it can be exclusion from the whole meet. Um, for the rest of the meet, we've also, you know, we want people. There's there's a hundred different reasons why they can't make it there. They misread the schedule. They yeah. get caught in the bathroom or whatever. So you know, we want to we want to give the best kids an opportunity to swim. So. In most of our higher level meets, there's an opportunity to buy yourself back in. You can choose right. to to um, take the penalty, um, which is, you know, if we're having a trials class meet and someone missed the 100 fly, but their best events are 50 free, they don't get the chance to swim the 50 free. So they have an opportunity in most of those cases to buy their, to pay a penalty and come right. back in. Okay. Jay, can I ask, how do the swimmers arrive on the pool deck? Um, for not finals when they're marched out, do they come through a particular area or do they just come from the sides of the pool and find their spot? Yeah. Good, good or good or bad. We're sort of known for fairly open decks yeah. um, with yeah. the exception of like our Olympic trials. Yeah. So yeah. lots of times there's athletes seated around the, the, uh, the deck or they're coming from, depending on the configuration of the pool, there might be a diving well uh, where they're warming up behind the, on a 50 meter pool. Um, so they might just appear from behind. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And um, Mark, I'll go over to you again. Um, what is the pe the penalty for us in Swimming Australia? Is it's it's a it's a fine, isn't it, for not showing up for a final? Yeah, only at um like a heats and finals format event. Right. So, so um, state champs and um, make, nationals and make the final really. Right. So, yeah. Uh, okay. We, we, you can withdraw. We've moved away. We've yeah. tried to move away from being so punitive. Yes, yes. Right. Yeah. I make a swimmer's bad day worse by throwing them yeah. out of the rest of the <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, Joe was going to ask, how many heats would you typically have lined up uh, behind the blocks? Is it just the immediate one or is there heat and a couple of heats waiting ready to go or does it depend? It, on it tends to vary depending yeah. on if we're swimming short course or swimming long course and the length yeah. of the race. So in a 50-meter okay. race or 50... Um, in a short course pool, it's, you know, just down and back, you might have two or three. We don't really control it. Yeah. Um, they, they just sort of show up. Um, yeah, right. And uh, a longer race, it might be one heat and the other heat sort of milling around. And, you know, and, and I was talking to our national events coordinator, uh, Dean Eckern, about uh, the implications of this in social distancing. You know, that yeah. um, even, in, even in the finals, we might do things different. Mm. Um, so that we don't have people just hanging out together yes. necessarily. So, 
Yeah, that's what we were trying to work out. How if yeah. you have the heats on deck, how you'll keep them. You can obviously draw X's on the ground, which are becoming common part of society now. Where's my exactly? And trying um, to do that with a fifty free would be incredibly hard. If you have sixteen heats of, of a fifty meter freestyle or something like that. Well, like, in, the, in this world, maybe you just slow down. Yeah, give people more space, right? Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about in in, in the finals, um, if we're trying to dress it up, instead of having all six come out at once, maybe three come from one side, three come from the other side, so they can socially distance on each side. Things right. like that. We've got to think outside the box. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so our meets normally, how many events do we get in a day, Mark? Normally we get about two sessions with... Oh. Oh, if it's a, a time finals, it'd probably be maybe 40 heats a session. 40 events a session and yeah. then four or five yeah. heats and maybe 200 races in a four hour block. Yeah. yeah. So four hours to get that many races in. Do you find Jay that um, when you go overseas and, you, and we have the, the marshalling and all that, do you find it, it runs faster than USA or slower than USA? I think we, um, in our preliminary heats, we, we use a process and a lot of the meets called, we call flyover starts where mm. the, the, uh, the previous heat touches yeah, and, and stays in the water, stays in the water and yeah. the next heat's whistled right up. So we do 15 to 30 second uh, spacing and heats. Um, so I, I so I wouldn't say it's much slower, but it's, um, I haven't been to a lot of very large meets um, overseas. Most of them are relatively right. small. Like the, we just got back from a, a South American uh, meet 37 countries, but it was relatively small, like 450 athletes, as opposed to some of the meets we have six, 800 athletes, which I don't know if we'll see those anytime soon. You know, we're, we're thinking about lots of structural changes, you know, sing, bringing single age groups in at a time, let them swim. So you only have 120 kids there as opposed to three or 400 if you put it all together. Social distancing is a big consideration now because, you know, we're just now getting back in the pool after being out since, uh, since I believe it was early February March. February or March. Yeah. 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 Um, so another issue that I thought about was <coughs> you might have some centers where they have two 50 meter pools, uh, one or a 25 meter pool or something like that, where they pe people warm up in the, and obviously you have your main competition pool, which is your 50 meter some centers don't have a scoreboard that is visible from the warm-up pool. Is there someone or is there, what do you use to let the swimmers know that uh, their event is up in a way so they don't miss it? Yeah. So of course, ideally we, we, I've been in some pools where they have an old scoreboard they've torn apart and they've got a single line that would show the current heat. Right. But sometimes that's not the case. So we usually publish a schedule. Um, okay. And uh, we try to have a clock available so they get an idea. But of course, you can run ahead or behind schedule. Mm -hmm. Typically, more more typical get, get behind uh, equipment problems, swimmers issues. Um, but I think that's what they use. Um, I think there's also a good number of coaches that uh, um, hang around regularly in the warm up area and might right. help uh, keep swimmers advised. We yeah. don't have a real big problem with swimmers missing heats. And, you know, we try to um, we try to be pretty forgiving. Um, if someone, if the next heat's not there, the timers typically are, you know, Billy Smith, are you here? Billy Smith, 
looking for Billy Smith. And um, yeah, is that like a kind of like a three calls you're out or something like that? Like, um, yeah, you don't you don't want to make it a habit of having the referee do it, of course. Or right? then every everybody waits for a referee to call them, right? So um, um, we typically were if someone you know we whistle them up on the blocks. If there's somebody that's behind there looking a little confused, just give them the benefit of the doubt and get, get them up on the blocks, even to the point where the hands extended and, and we recognize someone's just a little confused about where they are. Mm. Give them a little bit of extra time, get them up the blocks. Right. And um, obviously, as you said, like you have very little issues, but has there been a meet where it has been, you know, there's been very, it seems to be a forgetful day where there might be seven kids who are missing. Does that put a lot of inter- interruptions or not really? Not, not a lot, but you know, typically if a swimmer says I missed their heat, you know, I'll ask him, why did you, how did you miss your heat? And well, he told me to go here. I went to here and, you know, I get the kid, the, the swimmer with the benefit of the doubt most of the time and apply that consistently across the rest of the meet. Cause once you make that kind of exception, you know, um, depend, sometimes it also depends on what, what the consequences of, of the meet, right? right? Um, and typically when a coach would ask me, um, you know, why'd you let that kid swim? I said, well, if it was your kid, would you like, what would you expect me to do in the same situation? The kid was stuck in a line in the bathroom. Yeah. Couldn't, you know, couldn't get his suit, suit on or suit tied. And most of them understand it and, and um, it's not an issue. Yeah, excellent. Um, any improvements that you think can be made to the entire system at all? Just be understanding, be right. swimmer, fr- swimmer friendly, especially at the lower levels. You know, we're here to, you know, we're here to enforce the rules and, and part of the, the rules are teaching kids how to be responsible. Hmm. But if, if they, you know, mom and dad came to watch, grandma came to watch and the kid had a little issue, couldn't necessarily get up right on time. I mean, I'm not talking a lot, but I, I've been to meets where people, too harsh for the young kids and they put their arm out and they're not letting anybody out uh, wow. or back up on the blocks till the, you know, cause the arms out. There's a little um, discretion and get the kids to swim. We want them in the sport when they're 18, not, not when they're 10. You know? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent agree. You, you want that, that long run. I, I know as a swimmer, myself as a former swimmer, um, when I did go over to New Zealand and they did self marshalling there, I really enjoyed it. It was much more relaxing as a swimmer rather than having to be there three events before. So I am definitely for it and, and see the, you know, the, the pros. Yeah, I think it's good for the kids too. It builds an additional level of responsibility. And, um, you know, the, some, sometimes a kid misses the heat, the parents get a little upset and, you know, it's a lesson they got to learn. You know? Yeah. Yeah. What were you absolutely. doing? I was playing on my phone. Well, that's no excuse. You know, yeah. someone who's trying to do the right thing, I think gets a lot, a lot further along than those that are over there messing around. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, Mark, do you have any other questions for Jay before we wrap this interview up? No, just, it's been really informative actually, just the, um, I guess, common sense approach and probably it's probably taken a while for the kids to learn how it all operates and they're used to it now. So that's probably something in Australia with that education process for, um, for the swimmers just to go, Oh, I need to keep an eye on things, need to make my way there. Just like they've learned. I guess for marshalling as well, same sort of process, but yeah, thanks. Yeah. I could add one more thing. Some of the younger kids meets, because of course mom and dad aren't happy when the swimmer misses their heat. So so, some teams bring in some of their 
older swimmers that aren't competing in the meet to help yeah. act as like help the kids get to the right place. You know, yeah. They don't need so to be like a, every, a, every block. So mm. kind of like a club, uh, a club marshaler in a way, you know, a, a club check starter. Mm. Yeah, just help them get to the right place. Yeah. You know, not everybody needs to have their hand held, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. That could be something a team manager could even do, Mark. That could be a responsibility that a team manager does. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, like if you go away on a team, there is the team manager and they're like, yeah. oh, make sure you get to marshalling, make sure you don't miss yeah. your event and everything. And then, but at the lower level, they're not there. It's usually mum and no. dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or the coach even. Or, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. gentlemen, thank you so much for taking your time out today to be on the podcast. Jay, uh, good evening over there. And Mark, yes. have a lovely day. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to that episode. Join into part two next week as we chat to New Zealand technical official Greg Forsyth and New Zealand swimmer William Campbell about their experiences with self-marshalling. If you would like to share your experiences with self-marshalling or anything swimming related, please join our digital community and get involved with our discussions. To join, type in the URL community.swim.rocks, click the request to join button and follow the prompts or head over to our social media pages and click the links. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay dry.